This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the 4th and 1 podcast. My name is Oliver Higgins. I'm joined by Joe Watson. Hello. And Callum Bennett. Yep. Uh, this is a podcast ostensibly about the NFL. I know a little about the NFL, uh, but a great deal more than Joe and Callum, or at least I did at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, my instructions now outdated. Yeah, they are actually. Uh, I mean, you guys are pretty knowledgeable. Callum more than Joe, yeah. to be honest. But, uh, you know, you're getting to... To figure out the game, learn about the history, you know, it's, it's good stuff, great to see. Uh, so it's been a few weeks since we've had the podcast, uh, it was Christmas, uh, thank you for the high five. Um, it was Christmas, so we were off, uh, there was a lot of football going on, some of it was good, some of it was not great, um, and we are back to discuss it. We're going to start with some news, and then we'll talk about the, the conference championship games, which are coming up this weekend. And do a little review of the divisional round games which happened last weekend. Uh, but yeah, any news that springs to mind from you guys? Uh, well, we're going to talk about new head coaches, aren't we? We were indeed. Uh, so there are five new head coaches in the NFL, I believe. Do you know them off the top of your head? Because <laughs> I don't. Ooh, I'll, I'll give it a go. Um, so you've got Ron Rivera, moved from the Panthers to the Redskins. You've got Matt Rule, went from Baylor to Panthers. You've got Joe Judge has gone to the New York Giants, Kevin Stefanski to the Browns, and I am blanking on the last one. Um, is this the guy who's come up from uh, college? No, that was, that was Matt Rule. Yeah. It is Mike McCarthy to the Cowboys. Ah. So it is the former Packers coach is back in action. Uh, is he the Packers coach who took him to the Super Bowl? I think he was, Yeah, but that was seen generally as a disappointment. Not the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that. It's not generally since no. disappointment. Uh, the rest of his tenure just because he had Aaron Rodgers and a pretty talented cast around him and, and they just never managed more. to get it yeah. done. Um, they had a lot of heartbreaking defeats. Uh, I think one to the Cowboys, notably, um, which has come full circle and McCarthy is now with, now with the Cowboys. He had sort of a, a PR campaign throughout the season to convince everyone that he was like, just as good as the young, modern, up-and-coming analytical coaches, which was bizarre. Like, there were always these reports that, like, McCarthy had hired, like, four guys to watch football with him and discuss analytics. And, like, he'd completely rejuvenated how he views the sport. It was really, really strange. Did you Um, buy into it, or do you reckon he's still just really outdated and is pretending to try and get a job? I think he's definitely pretending to some extent, because in his introductory press conference with Jerry Jones, the Cowboys owner, he literally... He said he told Jerry that he watched every play of the Cowboys season before coming to the interview. And then to the journalist, he was like, yeah, I just wanted to get the job. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, fair, but uh, it's, it doesn't inspire confidence. I, no. I fear he's going to do something similar. Do you think he's what the Cowboys need? No. Following that mediocre season? I mean, I think he suits the Cowboys, though, in a way. Yeah, but it's, you they're don't a want talented a coach. squad. And I think... American Jason team? Garrett was oh god, uh, they're a talented squad, and Jason Garrett was actively holding them back towards the end. Okay, Whereas I think McCarthy, think there's better options. Yeah, yeah, I think there's better options, but the Cowboys are a, they are unique as a franchise. I mean, every franchise is, but especially the Cowboys, like they really stick to their own guys. They have a very distinct sort of personality, and he's just quite a safe option. I mean, he's a middle-aged white mm. dude. Um, he's not going to offend anyone. Um, like, I think it's it's safe enough, and I think he'll be fine, uh, in my opinion. I think some of the... Whereas more, taking, like, a, a college coach would have been risky, or taking a coach who's new to the game and 
has only coached one team before or something and not for very long or hasn't coached a team before. So college can be risky. It's, I mean, it's a big step up in some ways. In other ways, I mean, it's very similar, like the top end of college coaching. The coaches are as well paid as the NFL and, you know, produce results that are arguably more impressive. Um, but they did want someone with head coach experience was yeah. like their stated aim for whatever reason. I mean, it's, I think even that is maybe an old fashioned way of looking at it. Like I you want someone who's enough. been there and done that. Whereas sort of the league's philosophy at the moment is moving towards younger offensive minded guys like Sean McVay, the Rams. Shanahan. And, yeah. Cal yeah. Shanahan for the Niners. And I suppose. And the Fleur at the Packers. Yeah. To an extent. I think he's less, not quite as sort of innovative on offense, but yeah, he's a similar but sort they of. they all mold. use similar schemes because they all work together at the Redskins, right? Yeah, I think so. I think they're all from the Mike Shanahan coaching tree. Yeah, they all they all use quite similar play styles. Yeah, um, which is Kevin Stefanski actually is also someone similar. He's gone to the Browns. Uh, they allegedly wanted a man from New England whose name I have forgotten. Tom Brady. Josh McDaniels. <laughs> Josh McDaniels. Uh, it's definitely McDaniels. I've forgotten the guy's first name. Was he? Was Go he the Josh? He's the offensive coordinator. He uh, stood the Colts up at the altar two years ago, where he had agreed to become their head coach, uh, and then never got on the flight to Indianapolis because what? he was convinced by he Bill Belichick to... to remain in New England and got a massive pay rise. And Gosh. the Colts were. And who uh, wants to uh, coach scrambling. the Colts? Well, they ended up with Frank Reich, which was a cracking hire. So you know, turned out well for everyone except McDaniels. <laughs> um, it is Josh McDaniels I'm not confident um, but I think Stefanski going to the Browns is quite exciting because I I, don't know, I like the guy he yeah. cool. his um, press conference speech was pretty good I thought I thought I mean if I was a member of the team I'd be quite yeah. looking forward to meeting him and he's, he seemed to have quite a nice philosophy on coaching Yeah. Um, some people were ripping him to him saying they didn't really like the Vikings offensive play style anyway no i it, think it's not very innovative the so. play action which they're heavily reliant on isn't the most exciting um but i think stefanski he looks the part fits the bill but i just don't know there, it, there's no track record and the browns have been horrific at hiring head coaches over the last like decade or so mm. and it's why they've been a horrible franchise for quite some time um I, mean, I don't really see why Stefanski would be the guy to change it. I sort of hope he is because, like, I mean, potentially he's. I mean, I don't mind the Vikings. The Vikings' offense isn't awful. No, no, and it's a solid offense. It's not even necessarily him who's going to be calling plays anyway. Yeah, it's whether he can change the like the ethos within the Browns because it's yeah. they're just used to losing, and I think this year they had some expectations, and as soon as it started to go awry, it really fell apart sort of like players were allegedly shouting to opposition sidelines to come get me um odell beckham jr jarvis landry and i think a couple of others were like openly asking other teams to get them off the bronze which is really not what you want from oh, a franchise awful. and like those players are still going to be there and he's going to have to I'm surprised get no them one's, outside no one's taken odell beckham jr well he only went to the bronze last year is there no way that anyone could try Don't and negotiate the after like release a release contract yeah, so they could trade him, but he is contracted to the Browns for another year or two, I would have thought. And you would keep him out of spite after that. Yeah, but also because he's a great receiver. Yeah, true. Mostly spite. Uh, any other we want to talk? Any others we want to talk uh, about? I mean, the others aren't that interesting. They're all quite poor teams, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I'm interested I to see hope. how Matt Rule does for the Panthers. He seems like a nice guy and uh, did really well at college level. Um, 
So it'll be interesting. I mean, do you not think the Panthers' success really depends on whether um, what's he called comes back from injury? Cam Newton. Yeah, whether Cam Newton comes back from injury and stays uninjured. Yeah, to an extent, they could go for a free agent, but I don't really know who would work. Because we'll it's, Will, it's Will Greer at the minute. And he's yeah, yeah. stick with Greer. Horrendous. No, yeah. Will Greer is awful. never going to be the option. I mean, because um, they, they've got some of the formula for a good team. I mean, Christy McCaffrey's yeah. really good. Although they now have our next bit of news, a gaping hole in the middle of their defense. Yeah. Uh, Luke Keekley yesterday announced that he's retiring at the age of 29. He is, I believe, a seven-time All-Pro um, out of eight seasons in the league. Like a phenomenal player, quite possibly a Hall of Famer, despite the sort of half a career that he's played. Um, but he decided that he's had a lot of concussions and he doesn't want to play the game anymore or doesn't believe that he can to the ability that he uh, should be able to. So Panthers will, they won't be able to replace him, but they'll have to try and figure that out, which mm. is Matt Rule's first task, most likely. I mean, they should leave him with a fair amount of cap space, right? Yes, I mean, that is true. he would have been quite a good hire. I mean, he would have been quite high on... Yeah, he would have been expensive, stuff, yeah. but I think at this point, teams can maneuver the cap in a way that it's rarely an issue unless you're like really going for it in one or two years like what, the Rams or Texans. What is the pay cap? The AFL? Uh It is $192 million. Jesus. Um, which varies slightly by team because you sort of the this is what I'm doing my dissertation on so I'll happily explain. <laughs> Their signing bonus isn't like just put onto that cap for that year. It's like amortized over a over all of the years of their contract, so it like fluctuates a wee bit by team, but and is there a limit on ca- on the signing bonus too? No, it can be That's as much as yeah. so you can just give them a massive signing bonus. So quite often, what teams will do is for like their franchise quarterback sort of thing, they'll front load it, so they'll give them a huge signing bonus and then not quite as much guaranteed, yeah, because it means the cap hit is sort of spread out over the years for yeah. them, which tends to work on it. You know, very few players will turn down just cash straight up <laughs> so um that works for everyone yeah uh and i think is there any other news that we want to talk about i think that's it um yeah i think it's about it really oh uh, right. gardner Minchu taking a cross-country trip in his rv <laughs> big news important news Are you of Christmas? following that closely on instagram Joe? i don't have instagram so it's so, so oh. yeah gardner Minchu uh on a six hundred thousand dollar a year salary has spent approximately 10% of that. Probably about, yeah. Yeah, on a on an RV and is travelling from Jacksonville to LA, I believe. Yeah. yeah. If there are any fans of Gardner Minshew, uh, he says you can meet up with him if you'd like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wanted recommendations. I believe it was places to eat, people to meet, things to do. Great stuff. Inspiring yeah. words from Gardner Minshew. A poet as well as a yeah. uh, fantastic quarterback. A poet and a scholar. Um, so we'll move on to last week's games, looking back to the divisional round um to me the divisional round was a bit of a dub squib because the wild card round was excellent uh we're not really going to talk about it that much because it would be too much um but the divisional round wasn't that exciting uh but you know we'll discuss it anyway we'll start with vikings niners first game of the weekend the niners won 27 to 10 uh they had a bye the week before, whereas the Vikings had got past the Saints in an upset. And um, this one was never particularly close. The Niners just outplayed the Vikings. The Vikings never got into a rhythm on offense. And uh, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo saw them through. The Niners will be back at Levi Stadium this weekend to play the Packers. 
Colin, what did you think of this one? Uh, well, I think the Vikings got through against the Saints because they just had a very good matchup in terms of um, what they're good at versus what the Saints are bad at. Yeah. Um, and then when they came up against the 49ers, they didn't have that kind of imbalance on any of their qualities in terms yeah. of... Quite similar play styles. Yeah, the, the 49ers just, are, yeah. are a similar play style, but just much but, better. Yeah. Um, so that that's what got the Vikings to this stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was always a matter of whether they could somehow play out the bag or if the 49ers would make some ridiculous mistakes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it, it just didn't happen. No. Joe, any particular thoughts on this one? Uh, not really. I was impressed they made it through the Saints. That was enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but would it have been Saints? It would have been Saints Niners if they'd gone through, wouldn't it? It would have been. Was it? No, it would have been no, Saints. Saints. Packers. 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 Yeah. Yeah. In the way that it fell. Then it would have been Seahawks. Seahawks Niners. That yeah. I was worried about that game happening. So I was yeah, quite happy. We uh we didn't we obviously weren't doing podcasts at the time, but the regular season ended with the Seahawks playing the Niners, and the Seahawks had four shots from the one to beat the Niners and get the two seed, and. uh they missed all of them. They took a delay of game, inexplicably, uh, meaning Marshall Lynch couldn't run it from the one. There was a missed PI call, and then uh, a phenomenal tackle by Dre Greenlaw stopped Jake Pollister, and the Seahawks were consigned to the five seed. The Niners got the bye, and they are onto the conference championship. The butterfly effect in action. Great stuff. Uh, next up, we had Titans-Ravens. Um, the Titans were heavy underdogs for this one. Uh, this one, sorry, as the Ravens were the best team in the league during the regular season. They had a bye. Everyone was very excited about it. Uh, they were expected to win, and the Titans came out and beat them 28-12. to 12. This was comprehensive, surprisingly, but I think it sort of hinged on a couple of key plays in the one, third quarter. One in particular as well. Yeah, Derek Henry especially. He just dominated the Ravens. Um, but the Two plays. I was talking about it was fourth and one for the Ravens in the Titans half. And they went for it with a bizarre sort of inside zone run from Lamar. No, no, no. I don't think it was bizarre, right? They pulled that many a time. Oh, don't be right? mean about Lamar. No, no, no. <laughs> They pulled that many a time and it's worked, right? right? What happened was the Titans got a perfect defense for it, right? They picked the right call. And right. then inexplicably, well, okay, so Lamar ran it. Yeah. Could have maybe got the first down and then decided to turn around and try and run back the other way, yeah. which was just an awful decision. I mean, it, it, uh, and the, or it should have been audible beforehand because it was obvious the play wasn't going to work. I mean, the Titans' defense was stacked in just the right way that it was never going to come through. Yeah, I he should have either gone for it and taken a big hit to try and make the yeah. one. It was an odd around, call yeah. and it did, didn't work. And then Titans get the ball. Uh, they marched on the field and cap it off with. They marched on the field largely via Derrick Henry and cap it off with a trick play where Derrick Henry threw, was in the wild card, uh, yeah. threw a jump pass touchdown to... It was a, um, uh, a lad running up the centre, yeah, was it? A was it the wide receiver? The touchdown to a lad running up the centre. <laughs> was it a wide receiver? <laughs> uh, I genuinely don't know. Most likely a tight end, I would have thought, but I can't think of the Titans' tight ends. Uh, the we head. can find out. We can find out. It, it was... Our commitment to detail is it Hayden, Hayden, Hayden Hurst? Nope, he plays for the Ravens. Oh, wrong, wrong, <laughs> yep, wrong team. Uh, Raymond? Raymond. It or was Raymond. Smith. <laughs> Jonas Smith or Khalif Raymond? One of those two. Or, no, or Corey Davis? 
Okay, well, take your pick. We've narrowed it down for you there. That's great stuff. The <laughs> listeners will be pleased with that one. Yeah. Um, but I seen one of you two was watching. I was watching. I don't know the name of the random players to play for the <laughs> Titans. I normally do, but not in this case. Uh, yeah, um, so Titans won 28 to 12. I guess else? if I was going to say anything about the game, I'd say I don't buy the narrative that it was on Lamar Jackson, the loss. Um, the rest of his team let him down. I yeah. would say mostly. Yeah. The wide receiver had an awful game. There was several dropped catches that should have definitely been caught. Yeah. Uh, and the blocking, for some reason, started to fall apart as well. Yeah, I think partly there was an element of rust, probably, because the Ravens rested their starters in Week 17, the final week of the regular season. They had their bye, and it is, it is sort of something that's talked about. I don't know whether the sort of history backs it up, but people do talk about you know, resting starters for too long, so you get to a point where they're not sort of game ready. They're on edge, yeah. And it looked like the occasion maybe got the better of the Ravens. Um, just to say, it was indeed Corey Davis who caught that touchdown from Derrick Henry. So uh, you're welcome for that little <laughs> nugget. Um, so next up on Sunday, we had Texans Chiefs, the other AFC uh, divisional round game. This one was a wild game from start to finish. It was ridiculous. There was just so much going on, um, and I think it was the Chiefs when they started. Um, did they just bottled it? They, you know, they fumbled it. They had so many drop passes, particularly on third down. They couldn't stop the Texans on defense. There was a bluff punt. Uh, there was a muffed punt, a muffed kick. Sorry, it was just everything was going wrong for them, and the Texans jumped out to a twenty-four nil lead. Uh, at which point the sorry to get to that 24 nil lead the texans turned on a fourth and inches um in the red zone for the chiefs and took the field goal which seemed reasonable at the time make it a most likely a four score game and you know keep going this was early in the second quarter uh their next drive the texans faced a fourth and four in their own half deep into their own half and they decided to go for a fake punt that they, was the dumbest it was. Decision. It was like looking back on it. it that, was if it would have punted that, I think it would have changed the game. Totally. Was, how, how many yards that were they? Fourth and four, oh, and it was from around their own thirty. They made maybe yeah. two yards on it. Do you reckon? Yeah, they made two. I mean, I mean, it could have happened. Call, it wasn't awful. It, it was, was if they'd carried it out, you would have been buzzing about it right oh, now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but it was silly. It was a silly decision. It was too, way too risky. When you're twenty-four ahead, there's no need. Yeah, and I think the yeah. juxtaposition of not going for the fourth and inches and then going for the punt <laughs> just makes no sense and they i mean it wasn't a bad play call they end up with like a one-on-one on the outside and it was a great tackle by Sorensen, the chief's safety um to stop them but the the game just changed from there on the texans started making mistakes uh patrick mahomes threw four touchdowns in the remaining minutes of the second quarter um and then the chiefs kept the pedal down and they won 51 to 31 in the end and the Chiefs ran out of fireworks for touchdown celebrations. <laughs> so it was that ridiculous. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, sort of rubbing salt into the wounds. The Chiefs flashed up a message on their scoreboard saying they had run out of fireworks because they had scored so many touchdowns, uh, which sort of summed up the game and the Chiefs in many ways. I mean, I think the game has to come down to poor coach calling. Uh, yeah. Poor calling from the head coach. I've heard it said before that the Texans head coach makes some awful decisions quite often throughout mm. games. Yeah, I think... And he holds back the team a little bit. Yeah, the team I think so that much seems talent. fair. I think the Texans as well, 
should be said, the wild card round. They played the Bills and they squeaked past, um, I think they were 16 points down, staged a comeback. Josh Allen forgot how the game of football works towards the end. Um, and it went to overtime, I believe, but the Texans did see it through. Uh, which That was a thrilling game. That Probably was. my favourite in the wild card round. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was phenomenal. Uh, but the Texans then met their demise against the Chiefs and it was probably not overdue. Yeah, I think that game to me sums up the Texans, which is it's a team with excellent quality and players, which just about manages to normally carry them through awful yeah. coaching. I think I think that fits to some extent. I'd say that more about like the Seahawks, for example. But I Maybe think the Seahawks have an alright coach, don't head coach. Uh, I'm not sure. But anyway, with the Texans, the issue is that they've got these stars who are excellent. JJ Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson. And then not much beneath it. I just think they don't have much depth. And I Fair think enough. that well, gets you think they just got they just got their their stars and then just average players. Yeah, like I yeah. think your stars can get you pretty far in the NFL when they're as good as those three players are. And like they've got some other very good players, but I just think you need at some point the rest of the team to, yeah, yeah. to step up and sort of came back to bite them. And the final game of the divisional round was the Packers against the Seahawks. The Packers won 28-23. It wasn't particularly close as a game. The Seahawks sort of threatened to come back in the second half and the Packers kept them at arm's length. Um, it got a little bit interesting towards the end, but Packers saw it through. Uh, we bring it down to the, the second to last drive. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a dropped catch, yeah. which made them lose the ball either through a turnover or having to punt it. Okay. For the uh, Seahawks? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. They chose to punt it, which was controversial. Yeah. Um, if you're, to me, if you're five points down with yeah. like four minutes left, you, are, you like go for the fourth. Two and a half minutes left. Yeah, maybe two and a half yeah. minutes. You go for the fourth down. Yeah. And also, it, it should have been caught. It was not a hard catch that yeah. was dropped either. No, I agree. Um, the Packers had their bye, came out and got the job done. The Seahawks had got past the Eagles in another very close game in the wildcard round, but they never quite came out fighting in the divisional. And it must be said, they're massively injured. Um, like, the amount of injuries the Seahawks have was crippling. I mean, I think they've injured three running backs, haven't they? Yeah, they had to bring back Marshawn Lynch of uh, not, wanting it, not running it at the one-yard line fame. And uh, he played all right, but he didn't do a great deal, and they did miss you know, Chris Carson and their other backup running backs. Um, and that was the end of the Seahawks season. So I think with that, we'll move on to the conference championships. Do you want to do play of the week? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, well, it has to be Derek Henry's throw. Trick player. Um, yeah. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Although also, the, the second um, second touchdown in that game from the Titans, it was nothing particularly special about it, but it was just nice to watch. Um can't remember who caught it. It was pretty long. Um, oh, yeah. The catch in the corner where he like yeah. landed on his hip. Oh, yeah. That was spectacular. Did the Seahawks do an onside kick? I'm not sure. Because didn't they have to make up a few possessions? Yeah, I think they, they may well have done. Yeah. Uh, I only watched the highlights and you it was can, a while ago. You can ago. tell we watched it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a while ago. <laughs> we don't really record these on Monday where it's like fresh in our minds, but it's Thursday and I've forgotten most of it. Uh, the national com- the national championship in college football was also on this week. LSU won that over Clemson. Didn't they thrash game. them? 
Yeah, it was pretty cool. Right, I thought this was an NFL podcast. I mean, it is. I just thought I'd mention it, you know. We can talk about it some other time, I suppose. We'll probably talk about the draft on here because uh, we'll run out of topics after the Super Bowl season, yeah. Uh, but anyway, we're not there yet. The conference championships are this weekend. We've got the Titans against the Chiefs and the Packers against the Niners. So it is the one against the two seed in the NFC and the two seed against the six seed in the AFC. The Titans being the uh, the ones who have caused the upset on their run to the conference championship. Um, we'll start with the AFC, Titans against Chiefs. Callum, who do you see winning this one? Um... <sighs> Ultimately the Chiefs but it's a team that's it's a game that's very very in the balance I think it's very it's an, it'll be an awkward game for both teams mm-hmm. both teams play to each other's disadvantage right. the Chiefs if you look at the stats struggle to stop runs and the Titans are great at running and the Titans struggle to stop passing and the Chiefs are great at passing yeah. uh, to me going against the passing side and not being able to stop passes is more dangerous than going against the running side and not being able to stop runs. Uh, because, I mean, you can have... It's much more likely that you'll have a 40-yard pass that'll change a game than a 40-yard run. Is probably. that true with Derrick Henry, though? I mean... It feels like he does what he And he, he does have consistency as well. You can just stick well, a few yeah. safeties back there, can't you? Who, who can stop him? Like, I honestly... Okay, yeah. He, so He does do big runs, but, I mean... Consistently, I mean, you can't imagine. Like, they, do you they, think you'll have? Do you think you'll have, for example, four forty-yard plus runs? But he doesn't need that though. They're they just using like the other week, just con- consistently running. They'd like three drive or something. No, no, no. What I'm saying, using. okay, yes, the Chiefs might not be able to stop him, but the Titans equally won't be able to stop a pass play. And, and to me, a pass play will have a higher average yards if you can't stop them than a run play. I don't know though. The the Titans secondary is quite strong. They've got Kevin Byard, who's you know Pro Bowl level safety. I think Kenny Vaccaro is with the mm-hmm. Titans. Um, he's quite good. Like, yes, they're not great. I wouldn't say it's a strength of their team, but they're serviceable. No, and no, I just mean in Chiefs, terms of stats. Yeah. If you look at stats across yeah, yeah, the yeah. year, they just haven't been very good on yeah. average at stopping them. And if the Chiefs do anything like last week where they sort of shot themselves in the foot out of the gate, I just don't think they could come back against the Titans because their style of play drains the clock so much and because they can just, like, chuck the ball in Derrick Henry's stomach sort of 30 times a game. I think they could run out the clock and win, especially if they take an early lead. Um, but it's, it is an interesting game, and Mahomes, it's just magic. I mean, there was a play last week, the touchdown to Travis Kelsey right at the end of the second quarter, where he threw it, so he sort of pushed it out of his hand, like sidearm, between six players. So there were six players between him and Travis Kelsey. It was only a three-yard pass, but it was just insane. Like I don't think there's anyone else in the league who could do that right now. And I think if he's playing his best, if he has that sort of X factor, that's what then I mean. No yeah, if he has, really a, if he has a, an absolute, if he if he plays like he did towards the end of the game last week, yeah, the Titans won't stop him, and I think the Chiefs will do it. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I think weirdly, a lot of it is sports psychology. Really, I think a lot of it depends on if which whichever team gets ahead by a decent amount, I think will win it. As in, hmm. if you get if you get ahead by a 10 points, that team will definitely win. I don't think there's any coming back in this game. Okay. Because each team is reliable enough to stop the other team, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. I think it should be a good game, though. I think it'll be high scoring, which will be enjoyable. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Cause yeah. Because of the weaknesses of both teams, it, it could end up maybe a 20 to 30s for each team game. 
Yeah. I think it's worth noting as well the sort of ethos around each team, the sort of personalities that they have. I mean, the Chiefs have bottled it in the past in the playoffs. They lost to the Colts maybe five or six years ago. Yeah, it's not When they had a huge lead and then bottled it. I think it's one of the biggest leads that's ever been given up in a playoff. They lost to the Titans a couple of years ago where they had a lead and lost it, where Marcus Mariota threw a touchdown pass to himself. Um, they looked like they were bottling it at the start of last week. And I think it's whether they take the comeback from last week where, you know, they played so well to come back or whether they take the start where they, you know, they were awful as a team. And it's whether they take that form into this week. And on the other side, you've got the Titans who haven't been here in quite some time. Um, I mean, none of their players will be accustomed to it. And, you know, the occasion may well get to them. Like it's a massive game for all these players. Who are actually our? Who, who are you actually picking for our picks then? So, for reference, our picks it's gone down to the wire for Callum and Joe. <laughs> and you've very much I fallen am, as a limping. Yeah, I have <laughs> limped to the finish. Uh, I sort of swung for the fences last week in the divisional round. I am. Um, I was eight points back. We're doing double points for the playoffs, and I uh, I went over four, um, which was great. Uh, I did. I didn't necessarily agree with all of my own picks, but I had to sort of go against you guys to try and make up some of the ground. But I am now very far back, fourteen and fifteen points, I think, respectively. Joe, uh, Joe's one point more importantly, ahead of me you have a yeah. one point lead over Callum. There are three games left. We're going to do two points for each of these and three for the Super Bowl, I believe. Yeah. So anything could happen. Um, it'll be interesting. And Joe, you're going to pick this one first. Of course, Titans or Chiefs. Um, I want to play it safe just to keep the lead over Callum, but... Is either of these safe? I think the Chiefs are the, the slightly safer bet. Mm. Um, by 538? By 538, yeah. Brilliant. Um, I think it's 63% chance to win, I believe. No, 69% chance to win. Yeah. But I mean... Oh, that feels generous. Fight this yeah. Because 538 is a, it's a system based upon teams beating other teams, it's not a system based on analysing the strengths and weaknesses of each team. That's the problem with 5 day in terms of it. it yeah, it's, yeah. it's not the individual matchup. Yeah, yeah. yeah it looks at yeah. who beats who and therefore goes, oh, well, this team beats lots of other teams and this t- Titans haven't beat as many other teams, yeah, yeah. therefore they'll lose. Uh, anyway, on that note, I'm going to go Titans. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Shoot. Uh, Callum? You can no, it's you now, Ollie. I need to think. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go with a team which I also have not decided as I say, I think the Chiefs have that bit of magic, which the Titans don't quite, but I just feel like the Chiefs bottle it sometimes and the Titans are the hot hand. I think I'll go with the Chiefs. I'd rather see them in the Super Bowl. I think Mahomes is a lot of fun and deserving of uh, of the AFC Championship, so I'll go with that. Although, I wouldn't be greatly disappointed either way. I think both teams would make for a pretty interesting Super Bowl. The way I figure it, even if I lose two points to Joe this week, if I just pick opposite to him in the Super Bowl, then I could draw with him anyway, so it doesn't matter. That's true. Um, so I'll go Chiefs in the hope that I go ahead of them. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so moving on, we've got Packers Niners, the NFC Conference Championship. Uh, this is the one against the two seed. The Both teams went 13-3 and three in the regular season. Um, both teams off fairly convincing wins last week. It's in San Francisco, uh, which should help the Niners, obviously. Um, and sort of the viewers, because the quality play was probably better where it's 
warm and not like freezing in Baltic. Green Bay. Um, what do you guys think of this one? I know who Joe's going to pick, and I'm picking the same. Uh, yeah, Joe will go Niners. Uh, Thanks for making my pick for me. Um, <laughs> I think I was thinking beforehand. I think I probably put, put a bit too much weight on Aaron Rodgers' performance last week because he was quite strong. Mm. But yeah, I think also what you were saying earlier uh, before we started recording um, the regular season game that was forty to nine. You said, yeah, I yeah. think so. So the Packers played the Niners earlier this season and got hammered forty. And it was just a coaching rip apart. Yeah, like the Niners knew exactly how the Packers played. Mm. They had the defenses designed for it. The Niners plays didn't have their they yeah. weren't predicted in the same way and yeah. Kittle and the wide receivers just ripped them apart and the run game also ripped them apart. Yeah. Although could the Niners have showed their hand like they've sort of played the tricks that work against the Packers and the Packers could learn from it? I think ultimately it comes down to coaching and LeFleur yeah. is just not as good of a coach as Kyle Shanahan. I think also it comes down to the quality of the guards for the Packers. They are awful. Their yeah, they'll defensive get line they'll get are rushed. not good. And the Niners' defensive line is like not quite as good as they started the season, but they started the season at almost like a historically great level. Like They are a really excellent unit, and I think they'll take advantage up front. I think it will be also similar to the Vikings game. Maybe a bit closer, but sort of similar play styles, and the Niners just doing it better. Yeah. Just I mean, to be fair, I can see Aaron Rodgers pulling off a few mental passes i can yeah. see i can see some deep shots getting pulled off and some really good touchdowns but mm-hmm. in terms of consistency uh the niners have on average slightly better players i would say yeah no i agree i struggle to see the packers winning this really and the packers have been so inconsistent all season that's true but i mean in a single game anything can happen yeah any given sunday exactly uh so are we all picking the niners then yeah mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, well, I am. No, I, 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 I go on. I, I'd like. I don't like. I'd like either team to go through. I don't. Don't carry the way. Yes, you do. No, I don't. I like really? the Niners. Yeah, um, but I, I think just go with the Niners. They are the better team. Yeah. No, I'm picking the Niners. I think they definitely deserve to make the Super Bowl after what they've done this season. Also worth noting, though, that George Kittle has apparently missed practice the last couple of days. He's faking um, out. <laughs> that man cannot get injured. He's a beast. Uh, so he's, yeah, he's either faking them out or he is slightly injured hopefully he'll still play i mean it would be shocking if he didn't but um he may be slightly limited which would change it somewhat i mean it wouldn't change it that much he's a tight end he makes big plays no but, but blocking like he's a massive part of their run game he's the best blocking tight end in the league yeah but without him they're still better than the packers I mean, possibly true, but it makes a huge difference to the game. Yeah, it knocks the confidence of the Niners and it gives the Packers a bit more spirit. It makes them think they might do it. Yeah. But, I mean, if you actually think about the quality of the team, the Niners are still a better team. That's fair. No, I agree. I mean, Sherman, for example. Sherman, yes. <laughs> yeah, Richard Sherman, the cornerback. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, the Packers have like Jair Alexander, who is an equally talented. And who's well, the running back for the Packers? Isn't he ridiculously good? Aaron Jones. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's, he's good. Been quite good Arguably recently, right? Underutilized the big yeah. um sort of bugbear of Packers fans up till Matt LaFleur was introduced this season was that they just never gave Aaron Jones the ball. They just trusted Aaron Rodgers to do whatever he pleased with it. And it meant the running back would never really feature much in their Even offense. The running back is good. Although yeah. they have thrown do they throw to him every so often, actually. Yeah, I think he's a good catching back. Yeah, I think they throw to him quite a lot. So they do utilize him there, but I'd like to see him run him a bit more because he is actually quite good yeah no i agree but 
It should be interesting. So we're all going Niners there. Uh, we'll see how it goes, and we will discuss it next week on the podcast. And finally, to finish up, we'll do the next round of the fandom knockouts, which is where you guys are deciding which teams you want to support in your future days of watching the NFL. We've sort of continued this while we've been away just for the sake of trying to actually get through it while we're still at university. Um, So, Callum, we're in the round two. So you've all picked these teams as, you know, ones you prefer at least over some other team at this point. So it's now like you should have slightly more competitive matchups, you would think. Callum, you have Rams, Cardinals and Chargers, Panthers. Uh, Joe, you have Jags, Packers and Cowboys, Steelers. So, Callum, we'll start with you. Rams or Cardinals? Who do you want to support? Um, Cardinals over Rams. Mm-hmm. Because, well, I mean, I like Kyler Murray. I okay. think he's got a lot of potential. really like watching him. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald is coming back again next season. Yes, what an exciting prospect. Um, he's eternal. And I like the kit. I like their emblem. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Quite like, oh, I like the... Uh, air raid offense yeah and oh the coach is called Cliff Kingsbury yeah he's quite exciting yeah I hope he does some I, I think it might be a bit of a I think it might uh, the Cardinals might surprise a few people next season I think so you see them as like a sort of up and coming team yeah I mean yeah. they're in a really hard division which is yeah. just unfortunate yeah but the, I, N- the NFC West with the Rams Seahawks and Niners which I would argue brutal. it's either the hardest or the second hardest division out of all of them I think it's definitely the hardest yeah. Um, certainly this season it's ridiculously yeah. hard for them to get a break uh, in the past when the Niners haven't been that good necessarily a few years ago mm-hmm. they had a bit more chance Yeah, and there's obviously the odd year with the Seahawks maybe a bit weak or something like that Yeah, but <laughs> at the moment it's so hard for them no that's true especially since I see the Rams coming back again next year I think the Cardinals will improve year on year uh, maybe they'll get seven wins next year mm. and maybe three years time they might even make the wildcard round and what a happy day it'll be. No, I'll, I'll be happy with that. Because I, I don't know, I see him in... So it's very maybe much in eight years. Term. Yeah, maybe in eight years' time, there'll be an actual contender for a Super Bowl or something. I, I don't see it anytime soon, but I see them steadily improving. Mark they've it got, down, 2027 Super Bowl. The yeah, Cardinals. They've got, I think they've got a lot of young talent. So the 2030s will be their decade, basically. <laughs> yeah, the but dynasty I, begins. <laughs> I, I don't know, I just see them as a team with a lot of young talent. Yeah, no, fair enough. So it, that could come good. And then it was Chargers and... Panthers. Panthers. Uh, I would have to go Panthers there. Ooh, just because I think they're an interesting team. Yeah. Uh, I hope Cam Newton comes back next season. They've got Christian McCaffrey, who's great. Um, they're on a bit of a downhill spiral at the minute. But hopefully they can pull themselves, yeah. pull themselves out of it. Yeah. Um, nothing really makes me think good of the Chargers. They've been rubbish all season, really. Yeah. Well, worse than they should have been. Yeah. Um, Philip Rivers isn't very cool. No. Um, the kit is all right, to be fair. I'll yeah, quite a good kit. Uh, the city is quite cool. True. Probably um, better than Carolina. Yeah, I mean, better than Carolina yeah. for sure. Um, there's nothing really appeals to me about the Chargers. No, it's they fair just not. seem like a middle of the run, quite boring team. Hmm. Whereas the Panthers losing Luke Keekley have any effect? Or yeah, you just that, that will make it less likely they're going to pull out of the downward spiral. Yeah, true. But, but I don't know. Maybe they can. Maybe could be 
But I think it'd probably be 15 years for the Panthers, but... <laughs> Good lord. Maybe. No, a very long-term view. Actually, <laughs> actually, no, wait, wait. They've, they, their division's quite a lot easier, isn't it? Who are they in with? No. Yeah, Saints, Falcons, and Bucks. I mean, the, it is easy. Falcons that and, is quite a bit easier. The Falcons and Bucks... That's traditionally a tough division. But the Falcons yeah. and Bucks aren't showing any great sign of becoming an awesome side anytime soon. Well, I mean, the Falcons are... What three years off a Super Bowl um, visit? Like they, and they oh, still yeah, have yeah, the I know, same but They've been downhill since, haven't they? They have, yeah. Uh, and then obviously the Saints are going to be good for a while, I think. Yeah, because well, the Jags got to the championship two years ago. Yeah, true. That doesn't necessarily mean much. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't see the Panthers necessarily coming good anytime soon, but they're, they're a relatively cool team. Fair enough, uh, Joe. Moving on to yours, you have Jags Packers first. I yeah, I, I mean, I like, I like. I do really like the Packers. I like the aesthetic. I like Rogers. Um, I bought a jersey now, though, for the for the Jags. So oh, uh, you're you, locked in. <laughs> you have to go with them uh, on that one. All right, fair enough. And uh, Cowboys Steelers. Yeah, I think Steelers probably Steelers. I, I like the aesthetic. I was also reading a fun fact the other day uh, mm-hmm. during during the war. They because of manpower. Um, oh, manpower, I've heard about manpower, this. Yeah. Num- shortages. Uh, they linked with the Eagles and became the Steagles. They actually oh, all yes. the yeah, year yeah. afterwards that fell apart, and then they joined with the Cardinals. Really, the Cardinals? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. I actually, have no I idea think it was the Cardinals uh, because yeah, so many yeah. other players got drafted. Uh, well, different type of draft. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they uh, yeah, it was the Eagles one year yeah. that fell apart the next year, and then I believe it was the Cardinals the year afterwards. Yeah, thank you. And that was up quite, on your history. Quite Chris, a fun so. fact because so. the Cardinals being the oldest franchise of any franchise, mm. oldest, still going. Yeah, yep. yeah, they are the oldest they franchise are. still going. So the Bears and Packers were part of the original uh, league, but they've, I suppose they've the Cardinals, shifted names. No, 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 but the Cardinals joined it before they did. But the Cardinals, the Packers. So the Packers are the oldest team that haven't moved. The okay, Cardinals yeah. used to be based, God knows where, some cold yeah. place up yeah. north, um, and they've moved down to Arizona. But they uh, are, Arizona they, the Cardinals are the longest. Were they the ones in Boston? The they Cardinals. could well have been. Or is that where the Colts originated from? With their really no, they're in Baltimore. But I swear there was a team before that. Mm, not yeah. the Colts, but there may well have been someone mm, But yeah, the, the Cardinals the are the longest running continuous franchise that has moved. There you go. I did not know that. That is interesting. I think they were founded about three years after the original league was ever made, which mm. the Packers didn't join until maybe five or six years. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Some nice little history lesson to end the podcast. There's an hour and a half video on YouTube if anyone wants to watch the history of the NFL. Christ, you had did you watch I, all No, of it? I made it through like 20 minutes. That's still a fair <laughs> chunk. You had a long winter break, Kevin. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> Um, all right, so that is us. Uh, we will be back next week to discuss the outcomes of the conference championship, to look ahead to the biggest game of the year, the Pro Bowl, and um, <laughs> we'll probably talk about the Super Bowl a little bit as well. Can we please um, just not mention the Pro Bowl afterwards? I mean, we'll talk about it on the podcast and never again. It's <laughs> not a great event, um, but we'll we'll maybe come up with something else to discuss. Who knows? And with that, I will say goodbye. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.